All right, welcome to another episode of The Rise of Entrepreneur. Today, we have an absolute killer in our studio, somebody who I have major respect for. Within four years, he was able to achieve massive success, closing $35 million in sales. He is a number one sales coach in the world, my friend, mentor, and business partner, Daniel G. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it, you. Excited for this. And we just came off of Wicked Training. Yes, we did. Man, I really appreciate you, you know, deciding to come down to spend time with our team because I know how hectic, right? How just in demand you are. You travel all around the world, right? You're going back to Italy tomorrow. You just came back from Italy. From, yeah. from Italy. Yeah. You, you had a New Jersey event. You don't sleep. You don't no. stop. And you were able to still commit to us, to our group to come here and train us. So I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having me, man. And you know what? I'm, I'm glad I did it because, you know, this was, it was like one of my favorite trainings I've done in a while. So you. you guys had so much good energy. I've never seen such good energy on a sales floor in a while. Um, so I was just excited to be here, man. Thank I you really for having me. I really appreciate that. Uh, Daniel, a lot of people who just witnessed your training, they came up to me and said, wow, this is the best training I have ever been part of. They said they've been into different conferences. Not to take any credit away from any other sales trainers out there, right? And we know many of them, but they dropped some big names, right? And they said, I have seen the conferences. I've been part of the conference, but I have never felt better energy than what Daniel G brought today on the floor. Mm -hmm. I want to know where does that energy come from? Uh, I, to me, I think my, my hunger, what we talked about earlier on today, when you said, you know, your, your drive was to show people, you know, what you didn't bring yeah. people up. I feel like we figured it out. Meaning like, okay, now we figured out this game, yep. companies, sales, et cetera. And I, you know, not sort of similar situations, just different details. You yeah. guy, I realize I'm like, Hey shit, if I could do this thing, there's a lot of people in life that are just counted out. Um, so I'm going to just be the person that shows them the potential of who they could become. Right. Cause I wish I had somebody like you said, showing me sales when I was young yes. and I'm just, I'm just being that sales figure and father type for people that never had it before. Right. You know, there's right. a lot of people here that, you know, didn't have anybody going up to them and saying you should be in sales when, you know, when, when you're young. Right. And the sad fact is this, is that 99% of us end up selling something. Right. But we end up quitting because we were never programmed that sales could be a career. Right. Like, think of it. 99% of us maybe got freaking shoe sales job at a store, something selling makeup, right. credit cards at a gas station. But because nobody's programmed us to say you, sales is a career, we end up either not going through with it, learning a little bit more, uh, never outperforming what people have told us we can make, which yeah. is sales. You can make unlimited commissions, limited income. So I'm just that guy, which not a lot of people obviously like to like their system, school system, people that I push the message hard to yeah. reach the people to say, Oh shit, maybe I'm in that right position. Maybe I'm in the right environment. Maybe there's somebody like me, crazy like me that, uh, you know, you could make a lot of money just owning who you are with a lot of energy. A lot of the shit that I was dis for when I was young, uh, having high energy, uh, you know, being crazy, having high levels of ADD or whatever the case right. was, it's a lot of the shit that I'm complimented for. I always say what you're criticized for in the past, you'll be complimented for in the future. Exactly. So now the question you just asked me is like, how the fuck do you have a lot of energy when a lot of people said, dude, you got to cool down your energy. Here's a drug to slow right. down your energy. Here's a drug to focus a little bit more. When I got into sales training, same shit. There was a lot of people that said, oh man, the guy has too much energy. Oh no, no, no. it's not going to work for sales training. It's too much. You can't go into a corporate yeah. environment with a lot of energy. 
The same shit I was criticized for. Now people pay me a lot more money because they need energy inside of their sales staff. Love it. So I say, you know, there's so many people with good raw materials. And I think this, is, it, this just gives them environment. We give them environments to be like, hey, channel it here. You'll make a shit ton of money. I love it. You know, I was programmed since a young age. My parents came, you know, from immigrant country. We, I was born in a, in a refugee camp. And I was programmed to, if we ever get a chance to come to the United States of America, you have to go to school, you have to go to college, and you have to be a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. Mm -hmm. I was the black wolf of my family. You know, I don't say black shit because there's no sheep in my family, right? We're wolves. And I was the black wolf of my family because two of my brothers, I have an older brother and a younger brother, they both graduated with degrees. I didn't go to college. Right. I couldn't stand sitting in the room. I had the high energy. I wanted to go and put something into work. Now, how does somebody who grows up in a family that is programming them to do traditional way, to be able to go to college, to be able to get a regular job that pays them a salary, how do you break out of that programming? The It's, it's in small steps. You just don't change overnight. Your brain, I always say, your brain is not just a switchboard. You're, you change the programming by chasing what you're curious about and testing it. So, you know, some people think what we are talking about, like where you're like, oh, time heals everything. So take two years off to think. Yeah. I don't think you should think. I think you should go start testing. Right. The people that get fucked up are the people that are like, oh, I'm going to take a two-year vacation and, and, and travel the world and go to Bali and go to Europe. You've seen these people after, you know, high school think. And I say, right. no, no, instead of think, just test. Because if you test, you'll figure out what you do like and what you don't like. It doesn't take confidence to make a lot of money. It takes courage. You walk in a direction of you don't know what the heck's going to happen. You figure out what you like and what you don't like on the way. It doesn't take confidence to make a lot of money. It takes You, you might not know what you want to do. So you got to figure out shit that you like and what you don't like. Mm -hmm. Your parents don't know what you want to do. Half time, you don't know what you want to do until you do it. Like some people might want to cut hair. Well, before you go pay $10,000, $15,000 to go get a certificate to cut hair, go shadow a barber for a week. See if you like cutting hair. You'll right. save 15000 bucks. Right. Maybe you don't like, you know, cutting hair. Maybe you don't like sitting down with customers. Maybe you don't like, maybe it's not what it's grown to be or whatever the case is. So to me, I think the first programming is go out there, test and try because that's what, you don't know who you want to date in life or who you want to marry if you haven't dated a lot. How do you know who you want to marry? Exactly. Nothing's an F up inside of life. Right. It's like this whole, this whole world is just uh, uh, like everybody's just sort of a teacher. So every situation, every person you encounter is just your teacher in life. Exactly. You know, so I'm like, oh, okay, relationship didn't work out, teacher. You just identified what I don't like, mm -hmm. right? And I say the same thing with sales in your career. Do I think everybody should be in sales? No, absolutely not. I don't think everybody should be in sales, but I do think everybody should be curious enough to chase if they think they could be part of it. Cause I think sales has a lot of discipline involved. Right. I think uh, it's only good for people that go all in. We are talking about flow, staying in momentum. Yes. Uh, I don't think it gets treated like a regular job where you work, you get paid, you work, you get paid. I was talking about, it was more exponential. Like you got to work a lot sometimes to build up the skills and then it becomes exponential. So, but I do think there's a lot of people that should be in sales that never got the chance to be in it because we're not taught it when we were young one or be of, business owners. One of the things that you said is that people are not born introverted. They're programmed to be like this. 100%. So what advice do you have for an 18 years old who's been trapped inside the house, who's been you know programmed by the parents or society to be introverted, to be afraid, to not take any risk and just live their life walking on eggshells? Yeah, I think the the first thing is you know, finding other people around you. That's a big one. Like you always got accountability partners and like you go to the gym, you have a gym partner, right? Yep. And I say, you know, in life, just hang around other people 
that you say, okay, those people are a little bit extroverted. Let me go figure out how to way to get into their crowd. Maybe I can go sign, find some activities that they do. Boom. Now you see what jobs are working in. Maybe you can say, hey, by the way, do you have a, uh, so I think the first one is association. Who are you surrounded by? Mm. Like watch your association. Cause you just said association, my family introverted. Nobody pro again. I said you were programmed with every faculty to win inside of life. Right. You're programmed with even higher faculties, intuitions, listening, seeing all these things, uh, thinking, um, consciousness, uh, and then you're built with these physical ones too as well. But then some way down the road, somebody sells you out of these faculties that make you win. So somebody programs you. So you're born to win. You're programmed to lose almost inside right. of life. Right. Right. And all I say is like, I, I go back to say, okay, what have I been programmed to be limited to? Like, what are the things where I've been programmed to be effed inside of life? That's why I was talking about when you're saying you're programmed to be introverted. I said, of course, because when you're in school, you know, you listen more than you talk. Exactly. Well, of course, some people are going to be a little bit shy and quiet. Right. Right. Um, you, uh, you're, you're, you're told, I don't know, you're told that money's, money's a bad subject. Or, or sales is like all these things are bad. Like money, don't ask for money. Rich people are rich people are bad. Yeah, bad. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday I was on a live stream. I was like, look at all these things that we've been taught when we were young. I said, you know, we've been taught not to go up to strangers and stay away from a stranger. But then in the real world, the first thing you got to do is go say hi to a stranger, compliment a stranger, get in a conversation yes. with a stranger. Yes. So I said, thank God, you know, sometimes my family and my mother would come up to me and I'd walk by a stranger. And if I didn't say hi to them, right, my mother and my father were a little bit smarter. If I didn't say hi to them, I got a little tap over the head and be like, what the hell are you doing being exactly, rude? Exactly. Go say hi to that yeah, person, yeah. right? And I said, it's effed up because we're grown through life never to say hi to a stranger and you realize it's the people that are gonna contribute to your paycheck and stroke your paycheck and the only reason why you get a job or why you make a sale is from a stranger. Your yeah. family never strokes your paycheck. And the other thing, it wasn't, just, it wasn't just strangers. I was also talking about in there, I said, where was the... Uh, the, the class in school that even teaches you just to say hi to somebody. Right. I can't teach somebody sales if you don't know how to say hi to somebody. Exactly. There was no fucking class that literally said, dude, hi, my name's Daniel G and introduce yourself. Basic morals. Basic etiquette. Yeah. Because in the real world, guess what you got to do? You got to say hi, introduce yourself, stare at somebody in the eyes right. and say, my name's, my name's Daniel G and this is why I want this job. Yes. Nobody teaches that because right. if they bring us up too much, the world ain't going to go round, I said. So I said, when you could start thinking of these things like we've been effed inside of our life, you'll start to click in. Yeah, where where is it? Why would I shake somebody's hand? Their eyes are looking at the floor, I think right. to myself. I said, because they're programmed to look at the floor. They're not exactly. programmed. Nobody taught you, hey, look in somebody's eyes when you shake their hand and you introduce yourself. Yeah. Hey, when you see somebody, compliment them. Right. They taught us to run away from somebody, not to compliment somebody. And the only way to get a sales compliment them, make somebody feel good. You want it, you want it. Nobody taught us how to diffuse arguments. Our whole life is predicated off humans. Nobody taught us how to deal with the human, which is effed up. Nobody taught us how to deal with relationships. Nobody taught us how to make somebody feel good. Nobody ever came to me and said, hey, Daniel, by the way, if you want somebody to like you, tell them you like them. Oh, shit, that makes sense. How do you get somebody to like you? Tell them you like them. Hey, man, wow. Albert, I like you. Hey, I like you too. Boom, so easy. Why has nobody ever taught me that? We're programmed to be modern-day barbarians. That's it. Just slaves to society. Wow. Because if if... Imagine people started operating like this. You can't have everybody at the top. Right. Not everybody wants to hear my message. Right. But it's it's just so crazy. Like, think of what I just said. We're not even programmed on how to deal with relationships, how to deal with an argument. Hey, when there's an argument, the best way to win an argument is don't have an argument at all. What do you mean, teacher? Well, let me tell you. And then boom, this is how you diffuse an argument. You win an argument by not having one. Acknowledge an argument, step number one. This is sales, objection handling. Why do you think sales opportunity or sales career is so devalued by 
society? Uh, because sales was always portrayed as a very just, you know, transactional game. And they don't, they don't show you, again, because you can't make everybody into an A player. That's not mm. the society's problem. That's not society's goal story. You can't make everybody into an A player. So if they make everybody into an A player and sales develops A players, they teach you that, hey, by the way, when you sell somebody, you serve that individual so we can, you know, on the back end, you know, bring up the company. Every big corporation works off of sales. Every big corporation works off of sales. But they're not going to tell you that because they can't make everybody. You can't make everybody a quarter million dollars. Right. Then who makes $50,000? Who makes $10,000, right? So it's almost like this thing that you fall on and discover like you, you fall on sales or you discover it through a referral. And again, because if they made everybody into salesperson, the world doesn't go round, right? If they taught, if we, if they were in our trainings today and we taught people how they've been programmed wrong, they're going to start making people think more. If they think more, uh-oh, now it's going to get scary. Right. So you can't just, so to me, I think number one, it's just the way we were programmed about sales. If you watch sales movies, they always program the salesperson to, you know, look like a bad person. And then you watch out for salespeople. If somebody's selling you a car, you're looking at that individual. When in reality, every single big business drives off of sales. Whether it's Ford, Mercedes-Benz, Microsoft, Apple, they drive off of salespeople. Somebody yeah. has to make the deals. Um, again, just the way we've been brought up, salespeople are bad because, of course, you don't want to make everybody into a salesperson. And, and regardless whether you have the title of sales or not, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do it to get a job raise. You're going to have to sell somebody, influence somebody. You're going to have to, you're, you're going to have to sell something. At what point did the switch go off in your mind that I want to be the best salesperson and I want to go into this industry and I want to disrupt it? The moment I got into my first sales job, I didn't even focus on money. I just wanted to be at the top. I said, because if I'm at the top, I'll make the most money. Right. So I just looked at the leaderboards. I said, okay, wait, okay. This guy, I this guy's making this much money. If I'm just at the top, I make the most money and I'm competitive. I started off in sports. I liked soccer. So I think competition was, I just always had a competitive mindset. You see, man, I fucking hated coming down here and doing yeah. the podcast because I just lost, you know, in ping pong, right? Yes, yes. And, and halfway through, all I'm thinking about is like, don't lose, win. Be the best, be the best, be the best. I was trying to remember how I hit the ball when I was young. And I think- Another thing that we're lost now, you'll see society go like this. There's no more real competition. People, everybody gets awarded for just being second and third. You know this. So to me, I said, every single time I'm doing something, I want to be the best. Yes. I don't even care about making the most. It will probably be a byproduct. And personally to me, I'm always straight up with people. I said, listen, I don't make the most money out of all these salespeople and all my friends. My friends have bigger fucking business than me. There's probably sales trainers that maybe make more. Who knows? Maybe they have a higher service. They found a way how to make more. But I said, Margins, yeah. nobody, nobody will ever give more and do more and care more about the sales community than myself. Yes. And I've always said that. I said, Wh whatever that is, I will make sure that more people know me than anybody else in fucking sales because I've given so much to this community. That was my first thing. If I want to be the best, I have to give the most to people. I love it. I have to withdraw the most to people. And when I got into sales training, I said, there's going to be people right now that know a little bit more but I'm going to make sure nobody gives a little bit more. And as I start getting, I'm giving, I'm going to start getting a little bit better. I sound now different than I did six years ago inside of, of my business. Yeah. So that's what I said. I said, my, and it's still my thing till today. I said, there's going to be people in business and sales, maybe that make more, but there's no, going to be nobody that fucking gives more freely to this game than myself. That's the thing that I always stay on top of. I love it. Always. And it's my competitive mindset. And I think my competitive mindset uh, drove me in my sales business and if it, if it demotivates you to be the best, I don't think sales is for you. Like if you look, if somebody, 
looks at somebody at the top of their leaderboards and they're in a sales company and they get a little bit discouraged, sales is not for them. You know, the top leadership, the, the top person at the at the top, you should always be comparing. And I think that's another thing we've been taught. Like we say, people say comparison is the thief of all joy. But I think, to me, I think comparison's great. It's healthy. That's yes. an indicator of where you're at inside a business. Right. When right. you're in sports, you're fucking comparing yourself to the top team. How do I get there? They're there. How do I get there? Yes. I'm not going to become a bitch about it. I'm just going to say they're at the top. I'm comparing myself. I'm here in the leaderboards. How do I get to the top? This is what I'm doing. I'm comparing my work ethic to this person, my intelligence to this person. If it. it demotivates you, you're not supposed to be in sales. If it motivates you, sales is right for you. Now, I'm going to ask you a hard question. Go, you're ask in me. sales. I'm in sales. Yes, ask me. Who do you compare yourself today to be able to get to the next level? In sales? In sales or in whatever it all, is that you're doing. Well, I, I look at all the greats that are in sales. All the greats that have been in sales for a while. Like when I was young, I studied Brian Tracy, Tom it. Hopkins, yes. Zinziger. These are the guys where I was knocking on doors. Yes. And I said, okay, what did these guys do to get to the top? They gave the most. They put out the most. They traveled where nobody's seen it. They were people before these people's careers. They were doing, before, this was all before social media. Right. They would go door to door to every single company, every single car company. They would live on planes. Guys like even Grant. When you mm -hmm. see guys like Grant, people see his success now. You tie back the story yes. before he was online. This guy was putting thousands upon hundreds of thousands of miles on the road. Yes. In order to build the confidence that he has now that built up his business. Right. Right. Like 20, 30 years of maybe our parents knowing who he was because they showed up to his sales training. Right. But now people are just looking maybe at the last 10 years. So I said, okay, what did they do that nobody's ever seen that nobody ever complimented them on, right? How do I do a little bit more than that? Wow. Now, because I have social media. Yes. So like now I could show up to a company, but while I show up to a company, I could film showing up to a company so it can help me reach a little bit more companies so I can get more done in a lesser time frame. Yes. And more people will know me. You're a big fan of compressing time. Yes, love it. Right? And right now you're 29 years old, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Yep. Very young in the game. I mean, 29 years old. Some people graduate from college at 29 years old. Right. They don't go Crazy. look for a job. You have built sales empires. You have trained hundreds of thousands of people. Where is Daniel G in the next 10 years? Uh, 39 years old. Dude, what I'm doing right now and more. When, when, when people ask me, what are you up to today? I'm just like, what I was doing two years ago. Just a little bit more. How do you know that? That's you following the course of being successful. Well, because I, it's effortlessly for me. It's effortless to do it. Meaning effortless, it's not forced for me to do it. Does, is there work? You enjoy doing it? Yeah. Is there work okay. involved? Shit. Sometimes is it right. hard? Yes. Sometimes I wake up and I'm a little bit tired. Of course. Yes. Right. But to me, it's effortless. Meaning I don't have to force and think. Right. Like when I go up there, I'm not thinking, oh, what are the seven steps to train these guys? Just natural, yeah, second it's, nature. It's, it's, it's because I've been doing it my whole life that I say, oh. I shut off here, I speak from here. So 10 years, same thing, if more. Maybe more avenues, still in front of people, still helping people, still in the sales industry, right? More books, more trainings, more stages, more companies, more partnerships and collaborations. Um, listen, I'm... I'm really tapped in. I don't, I'm not like the person that wants to open up 15 different industries right yeah. now. And shit, maybe some things could change in the future, of course. But I see whatever I'm doing right now just magnified. Love it. I enjoy it. You know? Love it. You also spoke about how a lot of people confuse that they need to be passionate, uh -huh. need to love what, what they do. Did you always love sales or did you say, you know what? I'm hungry. I got to go out there and make money. And then you fell in love with the sale. Perfect. Spot on. Never like sales because I think it's a misconception that you have to love sales to get into sales. And, and most people don't, again, because you're not programmed to be in sales. So right. how would you love sales? You right. know, uh, you know, if anything, my dad had a sales job and 
you know, other people wouldn't talk like about my dad, like, oh, look at that guy has a great career. So you, you grow up listening to these things, you know, my father's a salesman, but it's not like, oh, it's put on a pedestal. Right. 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 Um, so I, I never had a passion for sales. I was only broke. My parents didn't have money to give me. I wasn't getting that nice lunch at school. So I seen a sales opportunity, didn't even know a sales at the time. I didn't know I was sales for the first two years. Right. I didn't consider myself in sales. So I was in a door-to-door sales job. I wasn't, I was a landscaper in my head. I was poking holes in people's grass, making their grass good. Makes I sense. wasn't a salesperson. I just said, how many people's kit lawns can I get done? I'm not even thinking about sales at the time. Makes sense. The only time I thought about sales is when I, and I built up another, I built up a, a, a driveway ceiling company. So we paint driveways black mm-hmm. in the summers when they crack. Me and my brother opened up a driveway ceiling company so when we couldn't do aeration in the summer, we do driveway sealing in the summer. And obviously, you know, snow blowing in the winter. So I opened up my own uh, company when I was 16. I didn't go work for my company anymore. Hired my brother, a driveway sealing company, and then start, started hiring other individuals. I, again, built up a sales empire of people from my high school sealing driveways and aerating lawns. I was the one going to sell. I knew I couldn't do the work, so I had to outsource other people to do the work. And I'd, I had a door knocking company. I would be the only salesperson. And everybody else was doing the work because now wow. I couldn't seal the own driveways. Take two to four hours. Still then, I still didn't think I'm in sales. I had my own landscaping company. The only time I went back in sales when I started thinking, I was like, oh shit, you know, I'm doing this door-to-door thing. Like I'm actually in sales. So when I was in high school, I said, let me chase what I'm curious about, curiosity. That's when it started striking me that I was in sales. And my friend started saying, man, you know, you're good at sales. You should get a sales job. I'm like, oh yeah, I am good at sales. I knew how to influence people. Like I was training sales, by the way, already at the age of 15. Training sales at 15, and I was great at it. Wow. I didn't even know I was training sales, though. My, and, and when I said, I said something super important to your team today. I said, you know, I was a sales trainer at 15. And some people would be like, what the fuck? If you go ask my mother, she's like, yeah, I have a video of him. Uh, one guy took a video once on like a Nokia phone and gave it to my mother <laughs> of me sitting with my shorts at the warehouse, training like 200 guys at the warehouse that are about to aerate lawns. I'm 15 years old. My oh sales my manager God. said, Daniel told us, tell us, you know, how you got 20 lawns last Saturday. Like what was the strategy to get 20 lawns? And I just go up there and rip it. I'm like, so usually, you know, they'll have an objection, uh, you know, about price. And I'm teaching, you know, I do the front lawn for 29 and I throw in the back for a dollar. So now they think they're getting a deal. So the perception of a deal and people are writing it down. I was training sales when I was 15. Good. Why? Felt natural and I was doing it. I say anything is easy to train when you're about what you do. Right. So I'm a sales trainer at 15. Whatever somebody wants to say, I was the best in my company. So I was able to train. That's it. I didn't look at this like sales training. Yes. I'm just fucking good at it. Right. You don't have to think when you're good. I knew how to go up to somebody and get the deal done. 29 for the front, the dollar for the back. Why was that important? I told them why it's important, what the husband thinks of. And uh, yeah, I just always, I always, I fell back into it. We're five months into a year. Uh-huh. You have done already 25 different events. Yep. All sold out, different countries. Amazing. You showed up here today as if you and I knew each other for the past 20 years. Yeah. So down earth, big heart, huge energy, giving back to the community, giving back to my company. How do you maintain not to get a big head, not to allow your ego to overpower you and take control over who you are? Knowing it's the only thing that got me to where I am. That's it. Like knowing that uh, behind the scenes of all of this, it's the only thing that got me to where I am. It's the only thing that I knew. The only thing that I said will always get me to where I am if I never lose who Daniel was. Like the hard worker, 
not the fancy person because yeah. social media makes shit look fancy. Like, oh, he's on the road, he's traveling, blah, blah, blah. But I said, right. I know who got me these events. It was sit downs, pouring a lot for people's teams behind the scenes that people don't see like we're doing right now. Right. So I always just say it's the thing, it's the number one asset that not just got me to where I am, but I knew that kept the flame burning longer than other people. Like other people treated their business very transactionally, right? right, right. So like they'd be like, oh, let me go charge this person 55,000 bucks. But I'm like, dude, I want to be with this guy forever. If this guy can do this for me and this for me, I can figure out a way to do more with this individual forever. Love it. I'm not looking at this person just like a dog. I remember having a conversation with you. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm here, I'm here. Let's do X, Y, Z. And I'm going to come down here because I'm not looking at a one-time stop. Right. So a lot of the things that people see me do now was the seed I planted five years ago. Nothing's a coincidence right now. Well, as long as I know, because I see my whiteboard and right, my strategy exactly. inside of my head. Exactly. You know, I'm like, everything that people see now was done five years ago. Exactly. was done four years You're ago. You're connecting the dots backwards. Yeah, like how did this guy get four leaders to come together to do an event down in, I don't know, Germany or something? Right. Well, man, I did a call for that one. I did that one. We built this relationship. We said everybody to come together. You know, so so I, I, like right now, the way I've seen this, I'm going to be open. This is on camera. I'm like, okay. Well, now I'm in New York. Now I have another individual in New York that's another powerful individual in Connecticut in this area, right? So now when I come here and I have to do something, boom, I have another powerhouse. I know another powerhouse. I know another powerhouse. We all come together and we do something bigger, whether it's a bigger event. That's right. You know, another company together. Yes. That's the way I'm thinking. Yep. Right? So I'm just thinking, okay, boom, start the relationship now. Plant the seed right now. Is it work? Fuck yeah, dude. Like, does it take time to come and travel? Yes, but I, I'm a salesperson. I know what I do today will foster in the next two months, four months, whatever the sales cycle is, yep. right? So, and in this game, in coaching, uh, the sales cycle's long. It's forever, meaning like, especially anybody could fake, you know, you see people come up online, these C players and D players. You're like, oh, who's this person about? Anybody could fake an image for like two months. Right. But you will see a lot of people start quitting and where did that person go? And then you start to see the real people just right. staying consistent on top. Never stop making content. Never stop making right. money. You still see me four years down the road doing the same shit because you get to a level where you go from C player because you faked some people, right, to B player. Okay, cool. You can hover in this area. But then when you got to sit down with guys like you or me yeah. and you say, hey, John, go train my company. You're Albert. John, go train my company. And he's not really about it. Boom, now the A players can smell you and weed you out in two seconds. Wow. So so like you could fake it here, right. but there's another level right. where now you got to collaborate with a lot of high influential A players. And that shit is that keeps the fire burning for a while. That's right. And you will get to that point. The fakers will get to that point. And there's a line right here where it says, okay, you've done this online. Sit down and come do it for my company. Right. Sit down, let's do, it in, let's, let's do it in person. Right. Like I, you see it, dude. I'm the same shit. When you see me in person to online, it's, it's the same thing. 100%. It's the same shit. I yeah. even do, actually, to be honest with you, I'm more in person than I am online. Yes. Like I actually give more in trainings than anybody will ever see online. Right. I feel like I give more value. You see more. And one thing is you're so raw, you're so honest, and you're so down to your, you even said too many cameras are on. Yeah. Because you're so real uh-huh. in person that uh-huh. there's certain things that you can't even put online. Well, online's a, you Because know, people won't censored. understand they're, it. They're, exactly. they're scared. It's censored. It's exactly. going to get taken down. I know what it is. Exactly. Right? Uh, yeah, this is just, you know, people, it, the world's, the world's in a crazy place right now. So I make sure I still stick around humans, right? You know, I stick around, yeah, dude, I stick (laughs) around people. I'm like, people are like, say it. I'm like, dude, listen, you know, uh, you guys put it away. We're in an off camera. Okay. I'll, I'll say it to you. That's right. And and the reason being is because I know, you know, my, my social media 
business to reach a lot more people. Sure, do I want to say some certain things on social media and sometimes access my mind? Of course, but then I look end intent. Where's that going to get me? Maybe shut down or muted and then everything I've ever worked for is fucking done. But it comes back down to you being a salesperson because right. you're here to close a deal. Right. You're uh, not here to intent. be right. You're not here to impress anybody. Right. You're here to be able to deliver the impact and the message that you carry. So my question to you is that I see a lot of salespeople come through the doors of Axelid. They make a lot of money and they leave because they think, okay, I'm, I'm the hot shit now. Mm. I can go do it on my own. But they don't have a system. They don't have a process. They don't have support. They don't have team or leadership. How important it is to be able to have all that to be able to be successful? Oh, man. Uh, that's that, This is a good question you brought up because people leave because they're like, oh, I made a lot of money. Then they forget what made them a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> system support, marketing, leadership, yeah. you know, money backed by you guys in the company, trainings, leadership. And I say, man, if you're a salesperson, you're in a blessed position. Why? Sometimes you want to become the business owner. And it's only a certain amount of people because sometimes you may think you can make more money, which maybe you could, but there's maybe things that you didn't ever want to freaking do. And now you're taking five steps back and you yes. notice it's not you. So like the salesperson always has the advantage because they can go in there, promote, sell and leave. Right. Not deal with customers. Right. Some people have this perception because we've been fed this bullshit online where they're like, oh, become your own boss and do your own thing. I'm a, Dude, you are never your own boss. If you think you're going to go out there and shit's going to be easier because you don't have to uh, go report your numbers to Albert or Daniel, have fun when you have clients that are more demanding than ever. Exactly. Have fun when you have big partnerships that's more demanding than ever. Have fun when you have employees that are more demanding than ever. Right, right. Yeah, maybe you don't have a boss, but now you got employees. You think you think the communication is going to stop? Like some people are like, never listen to somebody in your life again. Bro, you're always going to be listening. Right, right. It's like It's like, it's how you deal with communication because if, if you're trying to get away from, you know, taking orders or whatever the case is, dude, you're never going to get away from it. Cool. You're not your own boss. Do you got a wife? Yes. Okay. Well, she's going to control some shit. Exactly. Stop trying to get away from it. Yes. Like, so I just think people just become better at communicating. So, so when you're in sales, sometimes they say you have it made because your company's doing 10 things on the horizontal for the business. And they're just saying, you know, just do prospecting and closing and we'll handle everything else to make your life a lot more easier and a lot more stress-free. Right. Then when you get into business, you're like, holy shit, I'm doing everything but this sales thing, and now I don't even enjoy it. I see. And then people get back in sales, and it takes, it take, when they could have just stayed in it for a while and have a different mentality of saying, why don't I just partner up? Right. Why don't I just become the best? Why don't I just become a leader inside of the company? Right. Why don't I just build another division? If I'm in your company, dude, and I'm doing well, the first thing I do before I go leave, I'm first of all, well means I'm the top producer. Right. Not well, like I'm the ninth. No, no, right. I'm the top, number one. Before I go leave, I want to see your intention. I'm going to say, Albert, listen, uh, I want to create a team here. Or I want to create another fucking office. Yeah. Dude, how do we get funding to do something like this? I want to be part of you, but how do we do it together? Why? Uh, because I'm not stupid. What do you mean, Dan, you're not stupid? Well, I know smart person learns from their own mistakes. Wise person learns from somebody else's mistakes. You made a shit ton of mistakes. I don't want to make them. You helped me out. You built out this company for me. I'll lead it. Oh shit, doesn't mean I gotta quit and leave. Right. I'm now partnering up, making my life easier. Right. I could still become, you know, a team leader, an organizer, run my schedule, et cetera, and you make my life easier, a little bit easier. So to me, if somebody's about to leave or, you know, I say, don't leave too quick. You might be making the wrong decision. Ask before you leave. Don't judge before you leave. And uh, if you're gonna leave, you know, be the best on your way out. Cause some people leave and they haven't even seen what their potential is. You know, like they left on like, 
and they're like the fourth best inside the organization. I'm like, dude, you think it's you think the grass is greener out there? It ain't greener. It's where you water it. Exactly. It's not. It's not greener out there. I get judged a lot by other sales company leaders uh-huh. because I don't have a non compete. Because I would never want to stay in a relationship with the person that doesn't want to be in a relationship. Mm, so I tell that. all the time, I said, listen, you don't want to work here. You think you can do better? No problem. You go can go there. ahead and sure. do it. Just don't touch my clients. Don't touch my, my, my resources and my carriers. And you're good to go. Go figure it out on your own. But you want to go and do it on your own, go do it on your own. And people tell me that I'm stupid. The reason why I do that is because I don't want to ever disable somebody to go work on their own. If they make it, congratulations. You did it. Right. You're one of the few that can. But if you don't, I want you to know that I had the best intention for you. Uh, love it. And, and you know, you give people that uh, that open space to think more because we're projectors saying, like, think bigger, do bigger, do more. So you're not suffocating somebody in. Yes. right? And, and it gives them the ability to say, hey, shit, like, you know, you think you could go do something out there? Go see the real world. Right. And sometimes people circle back in, you know? Exactly. Some people, some, I've had it happen to me. Like, I'm like, okay, go, go, go. I'm not, well, I see another guy going to sell another product. They'll usually call me back and say, and some people won't. That's the thing you got to understand in business. Like some people, you have to just become as a business owner, know that you planted that person's seed and they moved on and done something else. And that's the point of a business owner. Do you, do you see a lot of people who have a lot of talent in sales, but don't have work ethic? Yeah, that's uh. I always said, I said, okay, you know, you majority of people come in and they suck in sales. Right, so right. you just get a little bit better. Some people like me, if I were to start your company, I'm a little bit better. Right. So I have talent. And then with talent becomes, uh, you know, your percentage of sales is higher. So now they know they can get what they get done in less amount of time. Right. So the people with talent just have to ask themselves better questions. That's what I was trying to tell your team. Guys, when you get better, ask yourself a question because you're good. So if you start off good or you get better, ask yourself a question. If I'm good and I would do as much as I did in the beginning or as much as all these guys that suck are doing, where would my business be? Right. You get better results by asking yourself better questions. Exactly. You see somebody go from making 200 calls a day to now having a better conversion rate, making 25 calls a day. Yeah. And they're just getting the same result that they did before. With 200 calls. But just exactly. working less. Just working less. And even if like it just goes from 200 to 160. Yeah. And they're still getting now the same conversion rate they get 160, do 210. Right. Do right. 210, right? Like this is where the best salespeople in the world is the mixture between talent and work ethic doing both. And I say you don't pick. In sales, you're not allowed to be selective. You don't pick cold call, warm call. You do right. fucking both, I always exactly. say. I'm like, right. you don't pick in sales. Like, you know, if if you're, say, your team's trying to recruit people, man, should I just find good salespeople or should I develop good salespeople? I said, you don't pick, bro. You do everything and anything. Exactly. You fucking bring them all in. Right. By the time you sit down and you start picking what friend to recruit, what friend to prospect, what friend to train, I'm already out there talking to your three friends. I wasn't I wasn't being picky. Too many salespeople are, are picky in what activities they should do. I say, when you're broke, you're not allowed to be selective. Right. You fucking do both. You cold call and you warm call. You build up a leader, you develop a leader. Like, because some people are on social media saying, you know, sometimes you got to find good talent and then, you know, just mold and shape that person. Sometimes... Uh, and then somebody else is like, no, 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 you got to start people bottom up. And when I hear that message, I'm like, okay, but if I was somebody thinking of this, I'm like, I would just do both. I would right. find somebody that's good and I would find somebody from the bottom and bring them both in. Right. I'm not going to close off my mind so I don't prospect people. I'm like, you're broke. You're not allowed to be picky and selective. Fucking can be choosers. Yeah, just cold call and warm call. Right. 
prospect this person and that person. Build good leaders, find good leaders. I'm like, that's always been my mentality. Just do both, figure out what works best for you in the way of doing both. You know, I'm a student of the game and you're somebody who has spoken in 50 different countries, trains hundreds of thousands of people. You were in our office today. What can X lead improve upon? What did you see that we as leaders of this company can go in and enhance our productivity, make our people better? Well, I, I, I said one thing that was super important. I said, when I started that sales training, because I'm not right now on the phones with your sales guys, right? right? It was right. just a couple minutes of role play. Yeah. And uh, I don't like prescribing without, you know, sitting down to be like, you know, what drugs you need. Yeah. Right? So, um, to me, I said one thing the moment they got up and they started giving me energy. I said, guys, I hope your bank account matches that energy. Yes. Because I said, I said, the, the scariest thing for this right here, this environment, is all the loudness. Yeah. But like when you're there, like it, are you guys making as much money as your 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 mouth is screaming out right, right now? Right. Like are your deals right there where they are? Like is your are you silent in your mind? Is your mind quiet? You know, it's because like it could be loud there, but your mind has to be at peace mm. and calmness, right? Like is that's what's happening here? Because the worst thing to do in this training, I told them was to come inside of this training. I teach you a whole bunch of shit. And you guys know a whole bunch of sales strategies. Yes. You know how to deal with every single objection. Yep. Then when you get off here, you don't you lose it all and you go back into this hype mode and you don't use any of what I just taught you. I said you had the perception of learning and you didn't learn shit inside of sales. Right. Because the only way you learned it is you actually go apply it and you actually go use it. So again, I said I just hope the energy is applied and tailored energy, number one. Number two, I think uh, the other thing is, not more so for you guys, but the guys within your organization is their life outside of this because you know people are in a good environment here, but out there it's a little bit crazy. Yes. So that's why I was telling them, guys, watch your life outside of here with right. family, friends, the pe- the things you do, the people you associate with, uh, and if it requires you not to have a lot of friends and association, that's fine. Be the loner for a little bit. That's how I was. Like I didn't have a lot of friends. That's crazy. Now I I noticed that you know. A lot of times what we do here is that when we study a specific way to train or go on the phones and say something, a lot of people don't go and apply. Mm -hmm. So what we have implemented here is the speed of implementation, Mm. right? I have my vice presidents, I have my director of sales. Listen, are they using on a monitoring call? Are they using what's being taught? So what's the best way to be able to have people implement what you teach them? Oh, but right away, role play. You know this. Role like, play. Yeah, I, I think I think role play is the best, um, it, it, especially in the environment of teaching. So once teaching's done, I think role play next to none is the best because it, it like when somebody sees LeBron James shoot a shot at the end and it's a buzzer beater, mm-hmm. it's not his first shot. There's 5,000 in the gym. Right, right. So, so my thing as salespeople, right, we are in the game 95% of the time. right. Someone like LeBron James, he practices 95% of the time. time. Sure. But he plays only 5% 5% of the time. 5% of the time. Good, good. So how do salespeople find time to train? How do salespeople find time to role play when all they're thinking about is how do I go there and make money to feed my family? Yeah. Night times when you're not doing anything. You got to find the gaps. Like they're all there. Like I think if you were to trade me on something tonight, the way I became the best was, okay, I know I have to get on the phone right now and do it, but... If I don't have nobody to role play and I was loner, I'm role playing with my puppy. Right. You know, when I go home, I'm role playing with my brother, my aunts, uncles, cousins. I would roll. I was just obsessed. 
I had, I had this level of obsession saying, if I'm not with my clients, I'm going to practice on a puppy. Right. And if the puppy listens to me, I'm going to give you a freaking treat. I was obsessed with sales. So I said, there's this level of obsession where any free gap of time was practice mode inside of my business. I have developed a 90 day blueprint for all my people here. Uh -huh. And it includes the ice formula, which is intensity, consistency, and efficiency. Mm. And anybody that has followed that 90 day blueprint, they have become a top producer. They have made $20,000 in one month. But only about 20% of people that come through the doors of Accelerate actually stick to it and do it. How do I, like you, you always say to me that, hey, your job is not to convince people to be uh -huh. successful. So It's not to force them. It's not to force them, right? So how do I, like my energy, the fact that I want to see people succeed, I constantly want to force them. Yeah. I want them to make it more than they want to make it for themselves. How do I channel that energy to something more productive? Okay, so I think the first thing is, you know, I have this thing where it's like you have a leader where the leader, the sales leader, you'll see low-level sales leaders do this. Guys, this is, uh, you know, where to find people. This is where you find customers. This is what we got to do this week. Everybody go out there and make a bunch of calls. Okay, first level of leadership. Right. We've seen that. I know that's not going on here. The second level of leadership is, guys, this is what we got to do. We got to make these many calls and this is what to say. This is how you say it. Yeah. And I'm going to give you everything on how to say it. That's good. So that's the blueprint. That's the 90 day blueprint. This is how you do it. This, this is, this is what we got to do. Everybody has to make a hundred thousand in sales. This is how you do it guys. There's a 90 day blueprint. This is what we got to do. We got to make 200 calls a day. Okay. This is what you say to customers. This is right. the how, right? So it's the, what you do, how you do it. I think what a lot of leaders leave off of is the why. And that's the third level, meaning this is why you have to do it like this. And if the human brain doesn't hear that why, they don't trust in the how or the what to say. So I'm going to tell you, it's like when we sell somebody, you have to sell them on the plane and pleasure that we were talking about today. Yeah. And if I'm trying to get out a blueprint to my team, I'm like, hey, listen, guys, this is what I need you guys to do. You guys need to make $10,000 a month and this is the blueprint to do it, right? So study this blueprint, right? Uh, this is how you do it. This is the blueprint to make 10,000 bucks a month. Why is this important? Well, I'll tell you guys why it's important. Majority of people that don't study this blueprint uh, go through X, Y, Z. And if five months down the road, they experience this inside of their business, they end up quitting. They have to get another sales job. That other sales job, they don't get back on their feet for another year. So I start selling the pain as to what happens if they don't do it. Then I start selling them the pleasure of how much easier life is when you do do it. This is why it's important if you do it. This is what happens if you do do it. This is what happens if you don't do it. Right. So this is the why it's important. Wow. And I'll give them real life scenarios that connect with individuals that are sitting down in front of me. And I did that throughout the whole talk today. I was telling people, hey, buddy, this is what you got to do. This is how you say it. This is why it's important to say it like this. And if I don't tell them why it's important to say it like, like this, they will believe the how or the what to say. They will be like, ah, okay. But then I started giving them real life examples. So if you... If somebody goes back to watch all my footage from today, you'll notice I do one thing that's very consistent. I'll tell people what to do and then I'll tell people what to say and then after I'm telling them what to say and I see a lot of trainers miss this, why I said it like that and a real life example attached to my concept. Love so it. every single concept that I gave have an analogy attached towards yes. it. I never gave a concept today that didn't have an analogy. I said, you got to like and you got to lead a conversation. Boom, girls like to do it like this. I said, you can't tease your business like this. And I would always give them an analogy so they associated, oh yeah, that made sense. And I want to get too high level right now. That made sense in another area of life. So this must make sense. Exactly. So yeah. I make that connection always. Right. I feel like some people, when they're speaking, training, leading, they miss out that connections piece and they got to make it make sense. Like I could say, 
here, I'll show you, you you'll know this because you follow people in the industry. Somebody could say, your subconscious brain is a repetitive form of habits, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, yeah, man, heard that before. But then somebody else says, listen, your subconscious brain is a repetitive form of habits. Like a situation like this. Have you guys ever, you know, thought about driving before? Okay, now he's giving an example as to how it's, no, you never thought about driving now because now it's fucking automatic because you've been programmed just to, so now I'm making that distinction. Now his concept becomes true because I actually don't think of driving. Right. So right. now the sales trainer has taken a step up. Now I'm going to listen to this guy a little bit more. That makes sense. Makes sense, right? Yeah, 100%. Like I did it within doing it right now, as weird as right. that is. It's like fucking inception. I just did it. Because you've been doing it for so long. It's second yeah. nature to But you. even on the podcast, I gave it an example yes. with an example right <laughs> yeah. now. Right? Yes, yes. Then I see you multiple times, okay, if not every day. At around 11 o'clock at night, pop up on my life feed. Yeah. What is that about? Uh, that's the about where uh, I don't go to business and forget about business, which is my people. Like, you know, I, I, I look at it and I say, Dan, man, this is like sometimes <laughs> the shit where it's the sometimes the thing actually that you don't want to do because you're exhausted and you're tired and you know there's more people in. But then I say, man, what's built you? What built you was a community. What didn't build you was trying to, you know, just make a transactional sale. What right. built you was a true community. You giving to people without always asking for them. So I say in 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 this space of social media, it's really easy to, you know, post and post and post and ghost. And I say, what's the hardest thing is actually developing people that follow and like you and building community. That takes so much time. So it's just... I just put as a requirement, like building your community, really being in there. That's just part of what you want to do or like don't do social media at all. I know how hard it's taken me to build a brand in the community right. and I know it gets a little bit more competitive there. So I'm not going to stop what got me to chapter 10 because whatever got me to chapter 10, I got to do that and more to get to chapter 20. Yes. So live streams brought me to where I'm at. I'm going to leave this off for our podcast because we got to go get lunch. Um, one day I was going to just completely go for a drive and do something unproductive. Gonna go see a friend of mine to watch a fight. And you popped up on the live. And I said, you know what? I'm not gonna go watch the fight. I'm gonna watch your life. Uh, and after that live, that's how we connected. Really? And that's how we connected. Because you showed up and stopped me from doing something non-productive. And I just fell in love with the training that you were talking about. You were talking about mindset. You were talking about how haters are there and people want you to fail and you got to show them that why you're doing this. And I just stopped from going to see the fight, you know, having a drink with some buddies of mine and I paid attention to your training. And that's how we connected. And from that training on, I'm like, wow, he just saved me from maybe making a dumb decision. Who uh, knew what would have happened? Sure, 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 right? sure. But I saw that as a sign that you showing up at 11 o'clock at night and doing those lives how many more people you're saving, how many more people that you're giving an opportunity to learn, develop, and grow. So for that, I'm grateful. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me today, too. And, and, and again, like, that's that's just goes back to what I was talking about in the beginning. I think, you know, you having the ability to create what you create in the beginning, and I me mean knowing I don't have to do a live, dude. I don't have to do that. Yeah. But I, I said... I said, real people will recognize it. I don't have to. I don't have to do a live. I don't have to come here. I don't have to do any of this. I'm good. I right. can. I can invest in a couple companies. Do fuck all. Right. And I said, but there's other A players that understand what true discipline is. Right. Like A players understand what discipline is, and discipline is the fact that 
I don't have to do it, but I still do it anyways. Yes. That's it. Like, yes. you know, I'm good, man. If I can have a company, not do anything else. I'm good. I know how to make money. I'm good. But it's doing the things sometimes where my friends that are in my space, sometimes I remind them to be like, hey, wake your ass up, bro. Yes. Wake your ass up. Let me serve as your reminder to not stop. I know we all built it out, guys. We're all good. We all have nice cars. We can all go on vacations. Right. But now it's a different level. Like now, now that you know your potential, it would be stupid to not keep pushing forward. That's the message to all my friends. I'm like, dude, now you see your potential. How are you gonna stop now? Right. Like you, like, like I. This is my. This is my thing because I know gr people show gratitude in different areas. Like the way you show gratitude, I know some people write down what they're grateful for. Right. You have a gratitude journal. Yes. The way I see it. To me, gratitude is expressed, at least my way. I express that I'm so fucking grateful for what I do by working even harder. Yes. That's how I show it. Yes. I'm like, wow, God, the universe, whatever you believe in has given me this position. The way I'm going to show my gratitude is I'm going to show up tomorrow and triple the fuck down and work mm -hmm. even 10 times harder to show them that I didn't like to show them that I earned this position and to show whoever gave it to me, right. whatever bigger power gave it to me, that I'm grateful for my opportunity. I'm going to show my gratitude through work ethic. Right. That's right. it. That's how I actually show my gratitude. Like who, I, whoever gave me these skills to do what I'm doing, I'm showing whatever. I'm like, I'm not going to stop because I'm grateful for it. Right. Not just by writing it down saying, I'm grateful for having this inside of my life. No, by showing up and doing it 10 times harder tomorrow. You associate your gratitude with action. Yes. Yeah. 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 To show that I'm grateful for yeah, it. Exactly. Like that's how you show yeah. you're grateful right. for something. You don't stop. If you have a good relationship and you're grateful for the woman or the guy you're beside, you show it by working on your relationship exactly. more. Not by saying, hey, by the way, I'm so happy to be with you. <laughs> hey, by the way, you're so beautiful. By giving more, by doing more. Right. Imagine saying that to your wife. Hey, I love you. You're so great, but you're never home. Yeah. <laughs> or or uh, I love you. I'm so grateful for you. Uh, actually, you just said it. Sorry. It's, you just said it. Yeah. But you go on vacation for three weeks. Right. Right. Or you're with your friends every night. <laughs> right. 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 So you're not working on it. So you really not. You could write it down. You could tell somebody. Right. I always say in life, words. Okay. Words can lie. But repetition always shows the truth. That's right. Right? Like a, a, a hater can lie. Somebody can talk something bad about you. But I always say, what you repeat is always true. Exactly. What you repeat is always true. Like words lie. Actions are skeptical. Repetition tells the truth. Meaning, hey, Albert, I'm going to make a shit ton of money inside of your organization. And I'm sitting across the desk and you're interviewing me. Uh, words lie. But then I come in here and I got level two. Oh, shit. The guy's making calls. Action. It's a little bit skeptical right. because you're like, is he going to show up and be predictable and consistent the next day? Repetition, me doing it three months, six months, nine months in a row, that tells the truth. Exactly. Actions are still a little bit deceptive. It can mask up the words a little bit. You can do things one day but not do it the next day. But I always say repetition always tells the truth. Daniel, how do you deal with people who are inconsistent with their action but consistent with their words? I have people in my organization here constantly come to me and say, Al, I got your back. Hey, man, you can count on me. And you throw them a ball. And they don't pick it up. But then they're mad at you for not giving them a second chance to pick up the ball. Somebody comes up to me and they said, yo, Dan, I got your back. I'm going to make you proud. First thing I say is make your fucking self proud. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm good. I tell people this 24-7. I said, listen, thank you that you have my back. First, get your own back. Right. First, get your own back. You can lie to me all you want, but you go to bed at nighttime knowing you damn right are fucking lying to yourself. Yes. What, to make me feel good? I'm jogging the other day. One guy, as I'm jogging on the street, he starts honking the horn. He's like, bro, you got this, right? And I said, thank you, man. I'm like, stop, stop. And I wanted to catch up to him. So I fucking jogged right up to him. He stopped the car. He thought maybe I needed water. I said, dude, 
fucking appreciate you, bro. I gave him fist pumps. I'm like, thank you, man, for you know helping me out on this run. But I said, you better fucking go home now and go run yourself. I'm good. Yeah. I said, dude, but if you're fist pumping me and you're trying to encourage me, yeah. I said, you better go home and now take care of yourself. Exactly. Like when I'm done an event, yo, Dan, great job, man. I want to congratulate you on yourself. Thank you, bro. Now go fucking congratulate yourself yeah. and you go work yeah. hard and make sure yourself is proud of you. Yes. Because I say people are liars inside of life. Their words speak a lot. Oh man, I'm going to work hard on Monday. Da, 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 da. And then you realize that a lot of people are liars because they say they want one thing, but then you know, on Saturday, Sunday, they're a completely different person. So they show up on Monday with no energy because they know they're living in a lie. So what happens is this, you're saying you want to make $25,000 a month, but Saturday and Sunday, you're out there doing jack shit. So the person that you want to be like is not the person like you are every single day. And because you know that, it's almost like, you know, you want to be like somebody, but you see how those somebody operates yes. and you're not that somebody and you only know that deep inside. So you're unaligned. So you don't feel good about yourself, which is like your self-esteem. It's how good you feel about yourself yeah. is your self-esteem. Your self-esteem is how much you like yourself and how good you feel about yourself. If that shit is low, if you know you don't like yourself, your energy is low. Yes. So your self-esteem is your energy core. If you know that you say you want to make $25,000 a month, but you're working four hours a week or you're not really working, yeah. but you're telling Albert, yeah, I want to become a millionaire, but you know how you're showing up every single day. Only you know that you're lying That's to yourself. Right. And when you expose that inside of your head, there's unalignment. You don't feel good about yourself, which is your energy core. Your energy's fucking low inside exactly. of business. So I say only you know that you're lying to yourself. It's right. only messing you up. When I'm low on energy, I go back to saying, shit, who did you want to be like? Oh, you wanted a nice wife? Why are you texting six girls? Exactly. This is the reality of it. Yes. That. Like you say you want something, but you're not that person. So right. only you feel like shit inside. I have my own personal definition of lie. Okay. L stands for lack. I stands for in. And E stands for execution. The reason why you lie is because you lack an execution. Uh, you don't get shit done. Yeah. Right? Because if you did get shit done, then you would be more of the person that you desire to be. Right. But because you don't, you keep on lying to yourself and you're getting further and further away from your ideal self. And that's why your self-esteem is Low. destroyed. Same shit. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like you eventually start to realize that like nobody else cares that you're lying to them. Exactly. You start caring about yourself. Like only you care about when you, that's why you see people almost like vanish from the space because they realize, oh shit, I've been wearing a mask for so long. Exactly. That's why when they lie to others, they lose them. But when they lie to themselves, they lose everything. Yes. Wow, man. Wicked. I think we could talk for hours, dude. Let's go get some lunch. Wicked, bro. Thank you. Not about that. Let's go. It.